Hey, we're live. We are live, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of Dynasty Kings. I'm Jake Estes. This is Mike Valerie. This is our very first episode ever, and I tell you, we have been planning this, working on it for a while. I know I'm excited. Mike, go ahead and tell us about yourself and how the heck we started this. How's it going? Yeah, my name is Mike Valor. You can find me on Twitter at FF underscore Dirty Mike. I'm a contributor at Yards Per and Campus to Canton. Uh, yeah, I mean, Jay, tell me about yourself, man. All right. Hey, this is this is usually pretty lengthy. So um, Mike and I actually play in a league together, and the first year I did really well. Second year, I sold the farm. I was like, Dynasty is a lot different than Redraft. I panicked a little bit. And when I sold the farm, I thought... I've really kind of set myself back now. So how do I gain that edge? And to gain that edge, uh, Mike and I started collaborating in the offseason, talking about really getting ahead on the rookies. And, and that's kind of how he got into the campus to can stuff. But so what I did was um, I, I let out my super nerd and I started building these massive uh, databases. And in doing so, these databases, I tracked fantasy players last anywhere from three years for running backs to to 20 years for quarterbacks because the sample size is so much different. But anyways, I did all that to effectively find metrics or stats from NFL players. Those, those stats that they possessed in college that led to them become becoming fantasy football successful. That's what, that's the way I'll word that. So basically through historical data, we actually can identify metrics or stats from college players that have a direct relationship to fantasy points. And so when I found that out, um, it's, it's, a it's, a, it's a statistical analysis called regression. And so when I found that out, you know, I got really excited. I'm like, okay, man, I might have found this edge, that, that edge that I needed to, to, to gain to become what, you know, you, you want this best dynasty team ever, right? So Mike and I, we, we went back and forth and worked on this, um, and I, I I think it's working. You know, my my number two receiver this year was Terrace Marshall, um, and you know I I hate getting super deep into preseason takes because I think preseason works for, works as affirmation or as like a noteworthy event, but but never in my opinion it's not something you should drastically change measures on. But with that said, sometimes we have events. Uh, very unfortunate events like Travis Etienne. What happened to Travis Etienne today, Mike? Uh, high ankle sprain from his Lins Linsfratic Linsfrack. Liz Frank, I, I, I think I, is what it's called. There, yes, thank you. It's Liz Frank. I hate that. I hate when I heard my Liz Frank. Yeah. So, so, so you're a James Robinson truther. You have. I was. Been. I was Talk a huge James it. Robinson truther <laughs> from uh, pre-draft, pre-draft. But I always put that stipulation out there if they draft somebody early that I had to be out on. Now I didn't follow through on that because I didn't like Travis Etienne's tape in college. So um, I'm a yeah. So James James Robinson was RB seven last year with the same team. He's got an upgraded quarterback, and uh, not saying it's going to repeat those numbers, but I think he now gets into the high end RB two category. Now the question to me, because we're also big into dynasty, is does he keep his value past this year? Because I I haven't looked at any numbers yet. But I don't know about rookie running backs that missed their first year. The only one that comes to mind to me right now is is uh, Rashad Penny, who's not good. So, like I I don't. Besides that, I have no idea. So so Mike and I have been back and forth on James Robinson all off season. Uh, I've been the 
Listen, man, James Robinson was good, but I think he was a product of a scheme. Mike and I, we've deferred here. Um, and, and I'm not saying that James Robinson's not going to be good. I do think he's going to have a, have a good year this year. However, if, if we're focusing on dynasty, and by the way, this podcast, we will talk about dynasty. We'll talk about redraft. We'll talk about best ball. It's going to be a little bit of everything. So so don't expect this to be strictly dynasty takes. We, we love uh, all aspects of fantasy football over absolutely, here. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah. so. Um, let me give you some analytics though here for James Robinson, right? Well, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So last year, they were ranked 30th in points per game, 29th in yards per game, 32nd in rush attempts, 31st in time of possession, 28th in points per drive, and 31st in score margin. So they're terrible. They're absolutely terrible, but James Robinson still kept up as RB7 just through efficiency. Now, this offseason, they drafted an RB1. We get it, yeah. But, I mean, he's not going to play this year. So, as far as redraft goes, this is very relevant. And they also added new head coach, Urban Meyer. Now, Urban Meyer, who me and Jake agree, we don't think he's going to be successful at this level. But in college, he ran a combination of one-back offenses and a shotgun to run spread. Now, Jake, I got a question for you here. Yep. Who was the most efficient rusher from the shotgun last year? Is that Trey Sermon? No, that's wrong. I'm talking about... Uh, in the NFL now, not college. Oh, okay. You know my love, my rookies. Uh, right. Most effective runner from shotgun last year is uh, I'm assuming it's James Robinson. You are correct. Yes, that is correct. Uh, here are the numbers just for some comparison. Aaron Jones had six. Oh, excuse me. James Robinson had six point five yards per carry. Aaron Jones had three six point three. JT had five point nine. Alvin Kamara five point five. So, like those are just the top right there. And like, yeah, I get it. They added Carlos Hyde, but he's thirty years old. Like, come on. Yeah. I'm not so I guess personally I, I'm not worried about Carlos Hyde I don't think anybody should no. be worried about Carlos uh, Carlos Hyde ETN um, when he was brought in that was like uh hey Mike I told you he's not that good you got this guy who drafted the first round pick and then a lot of people were saying well he's gonna turn him into the Kadarius Tony type role uh, and that that might have been what he was gonna do I don't know for sure but um, right. but I'll tell you that what that tells me is that urban Meyer doesn't know what you what he's doing you don't draft player in the first round to turn them into a project and that's what he was no. trying to do with etn and when you see a player or not a player a coach like urban meyer um elite college coach no doubt about it but the guy has never coached at any level in the nfl we're talking nothing like not even training staff nfl and college are totally different you see college coaches step up all the time uh was it chip kelly and and they just fell because it's totally different they and i don't do yeah i mean I, I, that's not what i want to see but when you see that and when you see Urban Meyer trying to bring these – trying to do these weird things, um, trying to bring Tebow in as a project, it just scares the heck out of me. Excuse me. And whenever I see um, – <laughs> you know, I, I try not to base too much off preseason, but uh, I'm hesitant on a lot of rookies and a lot of players on the Jags because of Urban Meyer. So, all right, so, Mike, if you have – we're talking redraft now. Okay, so redraft – are you selling or buying James Robinson? I'm buying. Uh, I don't. Obviously, his ADP is going to change right now. If you got him in the seventh, eighth round, that's kind of where he's going in my drafts. I think this is an absolute steal. I think he probably bumps up to the fourth, third round now, maybe. I mean, he's going to be a high end RB two for me. Um, I'm not. I'm not drafting him after the guys with split backfields. So I'm not. I'm taking him before J.K. Dobbins. I'm taking him before Josh, Josh Jacobs. Um, Ooh, before JK, that's bold. I like it. Though. I get yeah, it. I, I just, I rather the workhorse role. I don't want my guys splitting carries like that. 
So, you know, volume does equal production. Not always, but most cases it does. Opportunity. Yep. Opportunity yep. is key. Opportunity. And um, that's that's why I thought ETN would step in and, and do well. I thought he would just take all those opportunities. But, excuse me. So, uh, personally, when it comes to redraft, I don't know if I want James Robinson as my RB2. I'm very comfortable taking him as my RB3. But I, I, ju- I guess it's the Urban Meyer, and, and I'm just not comfortable – it, it really depends on ADP. I'm an ADP guy, uh, so I, I prefer value. So if the draft falls that way and I think I'm getting good value, I'll probably snag them. But as far as like placing a number on it, it's really hard to do. Now, I, now here's – go ahead. Oh, uh, no, I, I would feel great for him as my RB2. I mean, really, I mean, you just look at last year. I don't I don't think he got worse. I heard he lost a little weight. Maybe a different got a offense. Lighter. That's my concern. It's Urban Meyer. You don't know what he's going to do. Right, and also uh, their left tackle is going to be out the first couple right. weeks of the season. So if yeah. you watch the Saints game and you watch the Jags get absolutely destroyed on the edges, that's because they had nobody on the edges. They had like a fourth-round rookie right. taking the starter snaps yep, against Cam Yep, that's very, very useful information. So, I mean, just those things that are red flags for me, it doesn't mean like I'm fading them completely. Um, it's weird that we're having this conversation. Didn't expect to have this conversation today. Um, but yeah, as far as dynasty, we were we were actually talking about this today. You were getting some trade offers in our home league because you have James Robinson, right? And I think so. With with uh, ETN being out for the year, you would not take two twenty two two uh, second round picks, would you? It's it's tough because I feel like if I trade James Robinson, there's like no way I'm. I mean, me and you both know we're not top two in the league, right? But Agreed. I still want to compete. I have no picks for this year. I sold the farm last year. I got. Some pretty good value out of it, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm having trouble right now. I right now somebody thinking about a 2023 first, which I would do. It, here's here's the thing. Sorry, sometimes these second round picks podcasts are not worth it. Uh, like the late round seconds this year. I'm not a Diamond Brown fan, but I get it if you are. But then there's yeah. like a Mari Rogers, Kadarius Tony. I don't want those guys. Um, Dwayne Eskridge, uh, Josh Palmer. Uh, Michael Michael Carter, like all those guys, I'd rather I'd rather just hold James Conner or James. I'd rather hold James Robinson. Excuse me. Uh, See for Dynasty, for I would I think I'd rather have Michael Carter, not because I think he's more talented, but we don't know James Robinson. I see one year of value. That's it. Michael Carter's I, I, at least got that upside, and I don't think Michael Carter's the most talented guy. But for a Dynasty perspective, I just think I'm better off taking the taking the ceiling on that one. See, I understand that, but here's the thing. There's only one fourth-round running back that's been a hit the last 10 years, and that's Devontae Freeman, who actually is the same size as Michael Carter. But if you look at undrafted But if you, Are backs, you looking specifically at, at fourth I'm round? What at, about thereafter? Oh, just fourth round. Thereafter, I know you got Chris Carson yeah, as a yeah, sixth round. you got some other guys, too. Yeah, I'm but sure you know, Austin crazy. Eckler was an undrafted free agent. Mm-hmm. You know, So these guys can succeed. It's not likely no, but like, Michael Carter's chances of success is not that much harder than James, not that much higher yeah. than James Robinson's. So I'm glad you uh, you brought up that type of backfield. So so while we're on that subject, I am my, one of my favorite moves to do in the offseason, and I'll touch it more. I'll touch on it more on the next episode. But I like grabbing rookies who are stepping into ambiguous backfields because you have these vets that are already there, and they've proven that they were either mediocre or couldn't get the job done to seal the deal. And so if a rookie steps in that situation, even if it's a late round pick, you the money you're spending to get that player and the return is not the same. So I'll take that super cheap flyer all day. Those are my favorite. Like Jared Dokes, I don't Jared Dokes isn't even getting touches right now, but I still don't want to drop him 
because he's in that type of muddy backfield. I know a lot of people love Gaskin, but I'm not one of those guys. But anyways, let's move on to the next next subject. One of my uh, my favorites. So I have been a Jameis Winston guy from a fantasy football perspective for a while. And um, I've been telling everybody, I said, you know, your, your window to buy, especially in Superflex, I don't know if you guys are familiar. Some of you probably aren't. So Superflex is a two-quarterback league, which sends the value of quarterback through the roof. So if you get Jameis Winston as your QB2 in Superflex, that's pretty good. Now, that's going to depend on whether you're starting. And up until last night, a lot of people were were hesitant to, to call a starter. But here's the way I see it. You have a prospect who was the number one overall pick, who was very good in college, and he's done okay in the NFL. I don't want to say he's been terrible, but he's also not been great. He's done some incredible things, and he's done some incredibly bad things. So so here's a, a little perspective. The last time Jameis Winston played a full football season, two years ago, it was only one year that he took off to learn under Drew Brees and Sean Payton. Pretty good combo to learn under, I would say. He was the number three scoring quarterback. And people aren't willing to pay anything for him right now. It's crazy. Well, maybe now after last night. So what happened last night was he went, it was either 11 for 12 or 12 for 13, 123 yards and two touchdowns. Sean Payton saw enough to where he pulled him before the end of the first quarter. And to me, that kind of solidified it. Um, What are your thoughts? You think, you think, Taysom's got it. You think James has got it? Do you think they're worth owning? Hey, so we got one more preseason game, but uh, according to last night's preseason game, yeah, we think it's going to be James. Um, also, uh, the Saints have no plan for the future for me. I mean, their wide receiver core is pretty beat. Um, Alan Kamara's got a few more years, like not worried there. But uh, that quarterback room, like there's there's uncertainty there, and so at some point in time in the season they're going to have to see what James Winston looks like in some full games. So, and now me and you both feel more confident that that's going to be sooner rather than later. So it, it wasn't really a question if, if James get on the field It's more a question of when he get on the field. And I think we're going to be seeing that week one. Yeah. I tell you, I, I am very excited. I'm, I'm not trying to take victory laps, but it just, it seems silly to me. Um, you're talking about a gadget player running an offense versus a guy who, Really hasn't been bad, and if he cleaned up his interceptions, he would be. If he cleaned up his interceptions, I will say he would be elite. Now that's a big yeah. if because there's a lot of interceptions. But if there's one organization, not one. If there's a few organizations that really harp on not turning the ball over, precision passing, Saints are one of them. You know, and and Sean Payton said something to that extent today. Like, there's not going to be turnovers, and if there are, then you're going to be gone. So. I'm stoked right. about it. I, th- I think he locked it up. Um, so if you haven't, if you're in a super flex or the type of league where you really need a quarterback, Jameis Winston is a steal. That's a guy that I would be trying to get. His price is only going to go up. I actually have him in a 32-man league as my backup. Been trying to sell him. And I told everybody as soon as he's claimed, or as soon as he's named the starter, good luck because it's just going to skyrocket. But anyways, um, I think that's all we're going to talk about today. We just want to give you guys a quick preview of what's going on, who we are, uh, our back backgrounds. And next week we are going to touch on, uh, what was it, Mike? What did we want to discuss? Uh, the preseason review. So rookie battles, uh, positional battles, pretty much what's going yep. on the last three weeks going on in the league. 
Um, and then probably the following week we'll start touching on redraft rankings as you guys get into your rookie draft or not rookie drafts, your your redraft drafts. So uh, anybody that tuned in at any point, thank you very much. We appreciate you. You can find me, Jake Esses, at Dynasty underscore Jake on Twitter. Mike, where can we find you? You can find me at FF underscore Dirty Mike. All right. I think that's all we got. We appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you.